Welcome to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and about women with chronic illness, autoimmune diseases and invisible disabilities. Here we share resources, accountability, knowledge and caring for each other in a way that brings hope to those who have felt a lack of value and worth due to the stigma and gaslighting around their illnesses. Everybody, today is a little bit of a different day for us. Um, I am doing this podcast uh, solo, and I'm going to be truthful and honest with you and really uh, setting the, the story of what it's like to live with an invisible disability. Hi, everybody. I am Nancy, and I'm the founder and president of Invisible Warriors. One out of every two adult Americans lives with at least one chronic illness, and they're often called hidden disabilities or hidden illnesses. The disability community is the largest minority in the world, yet instead of feeling inclusive and wrapped in camaraderie, most of us feel alone, unvalued, and unworthy. We need doctors who understand us. We need family members who don't roll their eyes and say, you're just being lazy when we tell them we don't feel good. Just knowing the simple fact that we are not alone and still have much to offer can be life-changing. And today in this podcast, I'm not gonna be sharing tips and strategies, but I'm going to be talking about hope and about the way that things can be better for us all in the long run. And that is by working with invisible warriors. Okay, guys, are you ready? Today is the day. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm really comfortable with asking questions and and sharing with speakers, but not so comfortable when I am the headliner. So this is going to be live. This is going to be real. This is going to be me talking from my heart. So are you ready? Here we go. Did you know that one out of every two adult Americans lives with at least one chronic illness. These illnesses are generally not seen, they're not understood, and when someone who has one goes to the doctor, the doctor isn't skilled or knowledgeable in many of these diseases. There are over a hundred invisible diseases that when we're talking about them, people will shrug their shoulders and say, never heard of that. When these women walk down the street, People will look at them and say, well, you don't look like there's anything wrong with you. You know, what gives? Are you just trying to get attention? 
um, when we go to the doctors, we hear things like, ah, you're just trying to get drugs or just lose a little weight and you'll feel better. Or, well, you're getting older. You might as well learn to live with it. It takes a very special doctor or medical practitioner to say, oh, I get it. I know what you're talking about. I may not know what you have, but I know there's something going on and you need to get to the right person. Nine years ago, when I had my car accident, I went to the doctor the next day. My foot was swollen up. It was this big. It was black and blue. It hurt. It was horrible. I went to my doctor, who I dearly loved. And he looked at me and he said, I know there's something wrong, but I'm just this little old general practitioner and I have no clue what it is. So we're going to send you to the specialist and we're going to make sure that you get it figured out. I loved it. That's what we're looking for. Even if doctors don't know what to do, they at least are honest enough to say, I don't know, let's figure it out. But unfortunately, the doctor he sent me to goes, I just do knees and hips. I can't do anything with ankles. Go see somebody else. So a month later, I got to see a different doctor who said, well, I could help you, but I don't have any of your records. I can't do anything without your records. And we looked at him and said, literally, my records are in the very next room over. You and the other doctor are in the same practice and you share a space. Well, I haven't seen him, so come back later. And he walked out of the room. I'm sitting here in extreme pain and agony, and it's now been two months since my car accident. Finally got back in to see him three weeks later, and he says, I don't see anything wrong. It's a sprained ankle, nothing I can do for you. It'll get better. And he walks out of the room and dismisses me. Well, it doesn't get better. And we wind up going to still a different doctor who all he wants me to do is physical therapy. And eventually he's going to operate and cut all of the nerves in my both of my feet so that I have no feeling whatsoever in either leg. I went, well, I don't know if that's the right answer or not. So let me look again. We're now going on the fifth doctor in six months. So when we finally find this last doctor who had been recommended, we're told within five minutes of walking into his office that, well, I see what the problem is. You have broken bones. You have torn tendons. You have torn ligaments. We're going to have to fix that right away. Two weeks later, I was in surgery and my leg had been fixed. 
we were so excited. We thought it was over. We thought things were going to be fantastic again. Until all new pains and symptoms started happening. Went back to the doctor and he comes in and he says, well, I've got bad news. The fact that it took you six months to get to me is bad because you now have something called complex regional pain syndrome, which is one of the rarest diseases in the world. A rare disease is considered something that less than 250,000 people worldwide have. And according to the CDC, complex regional pain syndrome is the worst nerve and muscle damage slash pain a person could possibly have. It starts out in a limb and it moves around the body. When there's a wound or damage to a new part of the body, it goes, ah, ha, ha, I've got you now, and it'll jump. So nine years after the car accident, my entire body is involved in this pain with complex regional pain syndrome. In the process of all of this, I have seen over 3,000 medical practitioners of one form or another, doctor, chiropractor, physical therapist, nurse, nurse practitioner, medical assistant, um, you know, all of the different types of medical services possible. And along the line, once somebody has a chronic or autoimmune disability, they are much more likely than normal to get other complex diseases. And so if you've got one, you've probably got several. And nobody knows what to do. And they don't want to admit that they don't know what to do. But what is even more saddening is the fact that we, as the women who have these illnesses and disabilities, don't talk about them. We're ashamed. We feel like if we're talking about them, people are looking down on us. They're saying we're faking, we're making it up. It's not real. And so we just keep quiet and don't say anything at all. That doesn't help either. And But what it does cause is there are some amazing statistics out there. And it starts out with the one out of every two adults having at least one chronic or autoimmune disease. It then goes on to when you've got this illness or these illnesses, it becomes hard to work. Many of them have a symptom called foggy brain where you can't think. It's like you're walking through clouds or a very, very foggy day. And 
you you really can't touch reality. It's out there somewhere, but you can't think of words. You can't figure out where you're at. You've got all kinds of brain symptoms going on, and it just makes it very, very difficult to concentrate. As well, another symptom that many of these illnesses have in common is the pain, the exhaustion. You hurt, you can't sleep at night, your brain is racing, you're exhausted, but you try to lay down and it hurts so bad that you can't get comfortable and you roll and toss all night long. And so when you get up in the morning, you are bone tired. It's not just the tired of not having slept, but it's a weariness that's hard to describe unless you've been there. That makes it difficult to continue. If you've got a nine to five job, if you're head of an organization, or if you're even just an important, as is anybody who has a job, an important part of that business, it makes it hard to do what you're supposed to do. So you wind up calling in sick, or you call off because you've got a doctor's appointment, or you finally fall asleep and you miss the alarm clock. And when you wake up, it's noon. Well, you can't go into work at that point. You know, so there's all of these things going on. And even though there's something called the ADA, which is supposed to protect you against certain issues with disabilities, your boss is going to say eventually, I can't keep having you in this job because you're not doing the work the way you're supposed to. Most of the time, businesses don't want to consider alternative arrangements. Called, uh, they're called um, accessibility. And, you know, it could be letting you work from home or it could be letting you work at night because you can sleep okay during the day. It's just at night you can't sleep. So why not reverse your hours? They don't want to do that because it's not comfortable for them and they don't understand it and they think it's not necessary. So what happens? You lose your job. When you lose your job, you lose your income. Often you'll lose your insurance if you were counting on insurance through your employment. You lose that when you lose your job. There is a 21% increase in divorces with women who have chronic and autoimmune diseases over the number of normal general divorces. 21% more women with chronic illnesses get divorced. What happens then? You may lose your home. You can't afford to pay the mortgage. You can't afford to pay the rent because you're not working. You have no income. So you wind up on the street. You can't see a doctor because you have no insurance. And you obviously at this point don't have money to pay out of pocket for a doctor. So 
what is it that you wind up doing to make yourself feel at least a little bit better? You start taking pain medication and not the kind that's prescribed for you by the doctor, but the kind you get in the street, which then winds up to potential drug addiction. And the doctors are always saying, well, we're not going to give you the painkillers because that's going to lead to addiction. Well, it's when they don't give you the painkillers and you have to go out on the street that you wind up getting addicted. So they've got that all backwards, but that's what happens. And when you start taking drugs and you're homeless and you have no family around you, you become very, very depressed. Now, of course, all of these are generalizations, but they happen all too often to say this is just an assumption. These statistics are real. And what winds up in the end happening after you've lost your job and after you've lost your home and after you've become drug addicted and after you've become depressed, seven out of 10 women with chronic and autoimmune diseases attempt suicide at least once. That is a staggering number. And I'm not a mathematician, so I can't do it. But if you say one out of every two adults has a chronic illness and seven out of 10 of those attempt suicide, how many millions of women does this fit? It makes me sick to my stomach just to think about it because we're not doing anything about it. Nobody talks about it. Nobody knows anything about it. Nobody believes it's real. Well, it's time for that to stop. And now I come into the explanation of what Invisible Warriors is all about. About a year ago, I was, I had been through that whole rigmarole of, you know, not, I hadn't lost a job because I was self-employed, but I quit working. I didn't care about my business. I couldn't think about it. I couldn't do anything. And I wound up sitting in my bed because I couldn't get up and walk. I was sitting in my bed for a year and a half, just wishing I couldn't die and not be here any longer. I was to that point. But then one day I woke up and it was like I was being told that this is not a death sentence. Yes, your life has changed, but there are things you can do and ways you can move around so that you can still have a thriving happy life. And you need to do it for other people. And with that, I got up and a year ago, talking to a friend of mine, realized that the way to do this was to create a nonprofit where we helped these women to also realize that even with things against them like this, 
there's still so many blessings. There are still so many things in the world that we can do that get us through the day and allow us to live happy, blessed lives. They're not going to be the same as they used to be, but they're still going to be able to provide us with good lives. And every day I count my blessings to say, yes, I do not live the life I used to. I used to be able to jump in a car and go anywhere I wanted, anytime I wanted, and I didn't have to get a taxi or an Uber or make my husband drive me. Now, because of the 16 surgeries I've had, my feet don't bend. I cannot put them on the gas pedal or the brake pedal of a car. They don't work. My brain is so foggy that I'm afraid that if I'm out in a car driving, I'm not going to see somebody walking across the street or another car coming at me. And we could be in a horrible accident. So I have lost the ability to do one of the things I enjoyed more than anything else in life. And that was driving places. Now I have to have my husband do it for me. But I can still go where I want to. I can still do the things I want to do. All I have to do is say, hey, honey, please come take me. And off we go. So, yes, life has changed, but we still have successful, thriving lives. But we created Invisible Warriors to allow other women to realize that they could have these lives, too. And what we do for that is we advocate for better treatment from the medical and travel industries. I can't tell you the number of times I've gone to a hotel and I've asked specifically to be on one of the lower levels and to have a wheelchair accessible room. And we get there, we're put on the 14th or 15th floor and the rooms are so small that my wheelchair has to sit in the hallway. I've gotten locked in elevators because they were so small that when the door of the elevator closed, it would catch the foot of the wheelchair and it would lock us in. In a hotel in New Orleans, it took us two and a half hours to get out of the elevator because my husband had to climb on top of the chair, lean over, so he's standing basically on his head, and jimmy the legs out in order to get them out of the way of the elevator door so that it could open. We have been in hotel rooms that literally we had to leave the uh, wheelchair out in the hallway because it, the doorway was too small to get it in bathtubs instead of roll-in showers. People not understanding that when you say you need a wheelchair accessible handicapped room, this is what you mean. And when you get there, they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, we just didn't have anything like that available. Even though you made a reservation in advance specifically for that reason. Now, what most people don't know is that's illegal. According to the Americans with 
Disabilities Act. If you have requested that type of a room, the hotel must provide it for you. If they've given, if they've said on the reservation, yes, and they've given you a room, you get there, they must provide you with that room. Or they have to find you a similar hotel with a room available that meets your requirements. And it cannot be any more expensive than what you are going to pay where you made the reservation. That's a law, but nobody knows it. And the problem, again, is that even if you do know it and you call and report it to the ADA, the ADA is not equipped to do anything about it. So the law, while very, very powerful, has no teeth because they can't do anything about any of these issues. So we want to create and advocate a better informed communi community in both the medical and travel industry that's educated on how best to serve the needs of the autoimmune and chronic illness group and to create a support network of family, friends, and colleagues. We also, we train the travel and hotel hosp you know, hospitality industry on best practices. Yeah, we walk in with our service dog and we're told, oh, you got to pay $200 extra or oh, that dog can't come in here or we're going to put you all the way in a separate room where there's nobody else in a restaurant because we don't want to bother the other people in the restaurant. You can't do that. But they don't know it. So we're out there training people in these industries on what they can and what they can't do and how to do it. We also are hoping to create affordable access to medications and procedures and equipment regardless of insurance status. There are many doctors out there often called alternative medical professionals who do understand and who do get these types of diseases and disabilities. Unfortunately, they don't work with insurance. And it's not the doctor's fault. It's the insurance company's fault because the insurance is only willing to pay $70 for a 15-minute appointment. That's why these doctors in these general medical offices come in and go out with an average of three to five minutes of talking to the patient. It's because they've got to have so many patients they see in a day in order to make the money they need because the insurance doesn't cover it. So with these alternative doctors, they may see you for an hour at a time. That $70 doesn't even cover the use of electricity or heat or air conditioning or whatever, let alone the nurse's time, the doctor's time, the rent on the building, you know, none of that. And these doctors are businesses. They have 
to just like anyone else, they have to be able to cover their costs. So while we get frustrated and say, well, these darn doctors don't take insurance, it's not the doctor's fault, generally speaking. It's the insurance industry's fault. So we want to try and figure out affordable access to these medications, procedures, and doctors. But we can't do it without your help. So what is it that we need for you to do? We need you to help spread the word about Invisible Warriors and to support IW offers and get informed on how to support those around you with chronic illnesses and disabilities and to provide financial support. Yes, just like all these other nonprofits out there, we need your money because just like the doctors I was just talking about, we can't pay for medication. We can't pay for research. We can't pay for all the training and everything that we're trying to do to help our community if we don't have financial resources to do it. Yeah. What are your donations used for? Well, they support women who are struggling, especially those running and creating their own businesses. Even if they can't work the nine to five and go out to work for somebody else, they often can run their own business, even if they're sitting in bed doing it. So we are training them on ways to work around doctor's appointments and not feeling well and the foggy brain and all of those things. What can they do to run their own businesses with all of these challenges? We provide information and improved access to specialists in many fields, such as financial, medical, travel, moral. One of the things I think is great is on our website, we have a prayer wall. It has been proven through a survey that we have out there that you can find on our website that almost every single person that's taken the survey feels that spirituality of some sort or another helps them get through their day. So this prayer wall is there to support the women. We also help bring them out of the shadows of illness and into the light. We are shining their stories so that everybody can see and not look at them as though they're making things up. We are maintaining a virtual platform to reach the largest number of women, and we've had over 15,000 reached by these programs in 2022. We are developing a publication of support manuals, looking at things like, if I can't afford my medication, is there someplace I can get it for cheap or maybe nothing at all? Um, How do I apply for Medicaid if I can't? you know, live on my income, then can I get Medicaid and how do I apply for it? We've got all these different publications that we're developing and putting on the website for people. And we're continuing to do research, training, and public awareness. I went to D.C. a couple of weeks ago and was in front of Congress and the legislature talking about 
these very issues and how they've got to change and what the government needs to look at in order to change them. Really important stuff. And no donations ever will be used for political or personal gain. It is all to go for the women and for support of the women. Now, the last thing that I want to share briefly with you is a way in which you can do this easily and soon. We are going to have a benefit concert. It's going to be on the 3rd of June. There are going to be 12 to 15 musicians, including one of the founding members of the Grand Old Opry, who are going to be here singing. We have vendors who are all in the medical field um, of some sort with either equipment or chiropractors or you know all different medical type people. We are going to have a cornhole tournament. We're going to have a silent auction. And we're looking for people to buy tickets, both in person and live streaming. We hope to have 300 in-person attendees and who knows the number of live streamers that are out there that are going to be able to see the concert. It is going to be so much fun. And when we get that money, it's going to pay for some of the things we've talked about. And hopefully we're going to start a fund that will allow us to help women who need to go see some of these alternative doctors. It'll pay for tests or for office visits or some of the things like that, that people have just not been able to pay for. We're going to have funds available to cover some of those issues. Now, if you're interested in learning more about buying tickets or sponsorship or just the organization in general, our website is https colon forward slash forward slash invisiblewarriors.org. And we would love to have you come. We would love to have you be involved. We're just so excited about all of this. And it is now time to be silent no more. We are speaking up and we are celebrating hope and health. So with that, guys, I thank you for listening today and for being a part of my audience. And I really hope that if you have questions, give me a holler at nancy at invisiblewarriors.org. And we'll talk and we'll see what we can do to work together as a community. I love you all so much. And I really want to be there to support you. So please share this and all of my other podcasts. And we will see what we can do to make the world a better place. That's it for today, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. 
Today's podcast has been brought to you by the Invisible Warriors Club, a program of Invisible Warriors. They see how hard life is for these women and hate that the world doesn't seem to understand that these diseases slash disabilities are serious, life-changing challenges which bring about poor medical treatment, high and unrealistic medical bills, lack of ability to sustain working conditions and loss of family cohesiveness. Through advocacy and programs, this organization extends a nurturing hand, fostering both awareness in the community and individual growth amidst adversities. Join them by heading over to the Invisible Warriors website for more information on how to join the club.